This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. We are speaking with Dan Granger, CEO and founder of Oxford Road, a Los Angeles-based ad agency specializing in performance marketing for direct-to-consumer brands. Oxford Road helps fast-growth companies scale their efforts to podcasts, radio. What are some of the things that they're talking about in this domain of voice-assisted or voice-activated marketing like Alexa and Siri and Bixby if you're using Android, et cetera, or Cortana if you guys do, do Microsoft, but not many of us do. But anyway, so so like what <laughs> so what exactly? So what are some of the key insights in this voice? Because I think there's a lot of agreement, Dan, that this is where it's headed. So where, what should we be thinking about in terms of knowing that that is the eventual pathway? So if I was to break down and really synthesize everything that I've taken in over the last few days, it would be this. Take baby steps, but start taking steps. Mm. If you go too aggressive right now, especially as a marketer, you're going to get crushed because there, there's really, it's very restrictive. There's not many places that will let you advertise mm-hmm. through these channels. Mm-hmm. And the usability still has a lot of growing to do. You know, we've got distribution right now in that, you know, they think maybe by next year, half of the homes will have a smart speaker in them. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, that doesn't mean that the, the user experience is very good. And so um, it, it's important that we don't bet the farm on using it as a customer acquisition strategy mm, today. Mm-hmm, However, mm-hmm. Um, as the marketplace evolves, it's important that you're there. It's important that you start to get familiar with it and build those muscles so you can stay ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of brands are going to wait on the sidelines, and particularly performance brands, because it's just, you know, they're going, well, we're not there yet. But the difference is, the people that are actually entering now are the larger brands who can afford to test without seeing an immediate mm. result. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. podcasts was the opposite. It was performance, and then the brands came later. Here, oh, brands are going first, and performance is coming later. But I think it's important for all businesses to think about it. You know, imagine it's 1996, <laughs> and the Internet is, is now, you know it's a thing, but it's still kind of clumsy, and mm-hmm. we still have GeoCities and, you know, and things <laughs> like that. Right. Bear with it but continue to test and experiment and make it a critical part of your strategy Mm -hmm. because when this thing hits, you don't want to be left behind. I have to ask you a question about this because this is huge. And it's the idea that, you know, advertising and consumers uh, sometimes can can bump heads with each other in terms of the controversies around how ads might affect people or offend people. Can you speak a little bit about this notion of boycotts and advertising and your view uh, on this from your perspective as an expert in this field? Absolutely. I'm, I mean, let me clarify one point, and that is boycotting is not bad on, mm-hmm. it, on, it, on its own. I'm, I'm not against boycotts across the board, but what, what normally comes into our consciousness whenever you see a flare-up with a talk radio host or a Fox News host or, you know, a lot of these things that come up, they're not actually movements of the people. Mm-hmm. This is more like machine politics at work. Mm. When you have third parties, and by the way, you know, I, I'm representing brands that, that by and large, you know, if you actually look at the people involved, these are not generally conservative people mm-hmm. in their politics. You know, these are usually left-leaning people. They're just trying to reach audiences. They're mm-hmm. just trying to build relationships with consumers across the spectrum, irrespective of their politics. And yet they get, they get called out as though they are supporting things they may not support or believe things that they may not believe because somebody is literally listening 
to, you know, you've got hosts that are talking for three hours a day mm-hmm. or going on TV for an hour a day. They're not always going to say everything the way that they probably ought to and, and know that they ought to. Um, and so they, they say something that's either stupid or, <laughs> or, or wrong or taken out of context. It could be any of those things. And I'm not here to defend anybody's points, and I'm really not coming here with a political point of view. Mm-hmm. But what happens is when you have groups like media monitors who are literally monitoring every word and mm-hmm. waiting for somebody to say something that they can go, ah, gotcha, mm-hmm. and then they, they say, hey, look at what so-and-so did, and then they play a game of if-then. If they said this, then they believe that. Ah. And if you sponsor this, then you believe that. And it's it's a it's a co- a, a theoretical construct mm. that 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 paints brands and advertisers with an unfair brush. And, and it's and, and you end up attacking them. In they're like you know they're like the kids caught in the divorce. They're not actually <laughs> the perpetrators here. Uh-huh. They're just kind of they become the victims in the middle. And I don't think it's fair, and I don't think it's right, and, and it's not like it's actually something that individuals just got together and said, oh, such and such a brand, they you know practice this or that, therefore we must. This is like, no, somebody was playing a gotcha game and said, hey, we're going to use this brand as a tool um, to take out an influencer that we disagree with. And I think the problem that we have in this country, and this is a business problem, mm-hmm. um, but it's also just a problem for everybody is that we are severely polarized and divided. And mm-hmm. I think we all have, you know, some, some good reasons that we know that it's happening. We don't have great examples being set for us. And yet, I think it's really, really destructive and divisive. When people, you know, go home and to see their, you know, their, their families of origin for Thanksgiving, there's certain things they just can't talk about. Mm-hmm. In the workplace, there are certain things you just can't talk about because everybody's afraid because people don't, Really, they're really not being modeled a way to have healthy dialogue and disagreement. And, and I don't think that that's constructive for the country, and I don't think it's constructive for a business who's trying to grow to have to worry that they're going to get accused of something that isn't actually true mm. of who they are mm-hmm. simply because they want to build relationships with different kinds of audiences. Mm-hmm. And so let, this is a very interesting point that you make, Dan, because I think that there is kind of this rush to judgment kind of urgency, right? This is kind of what you're speaking on, right? And that I think your point here, and you can elaborate more on this for us, Dan, is that we we need to, as marketers, we need to like take a chill pill, right? And we need to kind of say, you know what? Before we quickly respond to all the moral outrage that's going to happen on the Twitter sphere, uh, let's make sure that, you know, that we understand what's going on and let's not be afraid. Here's the thing. Let's not be afraid to like have that. That's the, the, the problem with what's going on today is everyone is like sort of recessing into their in their into their basically their tribal echo chambers. And now we can't talk about stuff. And, and when you can't talk about stuff, then the whole fundamental premise of marketing, which is about communication, can potentially break down. Is that kind of the point here? Beautifully said. That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, it's a it's a real problem, and and so the the mantra that I believe as a marketer, uh, we all need to start adopting is I disagree with what you say, but I will sponsor your right to say it. Mm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It just because you advertise somewhere does not mean that you subscribe to all the views that are expressed on that platform, mm-hmm. or else it's a very slippery slope. And you know we're seeing glimpses of this. But I think we need to put our guns in our holster, and when these things pop up, mm-hmm. when you start, you know, when the machine organizations start 
hitting you up on social media going, you know, you're this, you're that because you advertised here. They need to go, hold on a minute. Let me stop. Let me not actually react to this right now. Let me take a minute and evaluate this. And the reality is most of the time it's a lot of hype. The news cycle, if it lasts more than a day, it usually lasts a week. Mm -hmm. And then we're moving on to something else. Mm -hmm. And in that time, marketers can really take a deep breath and step back and go, what do we think about this? And, you know, imagine this. Imagine a scenario where a marketer who typically would, you know, react and go, oh, we disagree with what this person is saying, and so we are no longer advertising in that show. Of course, then they find them back in that show six months later. <laughs> but, but they say that at the time. What if they didn't do that? What if they said, you know what? I actually think that this person, even if they didn't mean it exactly as it came out of their mouths, we disagree with them something, and our com- corporate values don't fully align with this program. Hmm. Let's get on the phone with them. Let's Let's go have a meeting with them. Let's talk to them about how we see the world and the values that are important to our business. Mm -hmm. And let's see, who knows, maybe that talent will end up coming closer to your point of view. Maybe that talent will think twice before they say a thing Mm. like they did before. Uh When you point at somebody and you label them as something and then you part company, the person's natural reaction to that is to say, well, okay, so there's somebody that just gave up on me. I'm, I'm just going to dismiss what they say. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, the re- and the cycle repeats. And, and so I want to end that. I want us to communicate with each other, as you said, and I want us to find a way to be stronger in our relationships with each other as a country, but also as brands, because that's the goal. It's not to segment. You don't want to be a brand that only services people with a certain ideology, that's crazy. I think this is super fascinating, though, Dan, because the idea here is that and I haven't heard it, you know, it's kind of like marketing as a, as a force for good, but not in the way you thought it would be. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? In some senses, it's like turning it on its head and basically saying there's an alternative way to get to a better place, right? And yeah. so I'm tearing up right now. Uh, <laughs> because you've just, you've just, you've just contributed, sir, to world peace. Okay. And oh. the fact that brands and mar- and I'm as a, as a marketing guy, I just love this because now I can actually be a part of this movement that helps bring, uh, consumers together and get dialogues going and not, you know, just jump to the obvious rush to judgment sorts of things and that brands can actually play a role, uh, in this communication strategy. Dan Granger, thank you so much for coming on our show tonight. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's all my pleasure, sir. Listeners, if you want to learn about Dan, go to OxfordRoad.com or follow him on Twitter at Oxford underscore road. Listeners, if you're enjoying this as a podcast, remember that our show, Marketing Matters, we air live on Sirius XM Channel 132 every Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. And we are replayed Saturdays at midnight, Sundays 8 to 10 p.m. and Mondays 2 to 4 a.m. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.